thank you so much for the privilege of being here today to share in this time as we celebrate the ordination of Dr. Nick Gatsky. I'm Scott Gibson. I'm uh, here from Massachusetts, but I'm originally from Newcastle, Pennsylvania. Uh, my wife and I are both from Newcastle and have had the opportunity to uh, be here on occasions when um, Nick's been preaching, and uh, it's just been great to be here in, in this capacity. Uh, I do a lot of different uh, kinds of speaking here and there, and I've always enjoyed it, or enjoyed the opportunity to do so, and especially even today for this occasion. When I was studying in, in England, I was... Uh, visiting churches or speaking in churches. On this particular day, I was visiting a church, and as I was visiting, uh, right after the service, uh, just like you do here, you've invited some visitors to come and have dinner with somebody, and I was invited to have dinner with somebody, and I like to eat, and I think you do too, and so I, I said, sure, I'd like to uh, have dinner, so they invited me to their home. It was a Welsh family. And their children about around Nick's children's age. And so they said, would you mind sitting in the living room while we put the final touches on the meal? I said, no problem at all. I was single at the time and sitting in there, I, I, I was with the kids and they were laughing and giggling and crawling all over me. And, and we were having a great time. And finally, one of the little boys straddled across my lap and he looked at me in the eye and he said, where are you from? In his little Welsh voice. And I said, well, I'm from Pennsylvania. He paused and he looked at me and he said, oh, you look like a pencil. <laughs> uh, anyway. <laughs> Today we are gathering as a congregation to ordain Dr. Nick Gatsky into the gospel ministry. It is a, an occasion where people gather as believers to celebrate the gifts and calling of a pastor. And that's what we're doing today. It's an ordination. Now, the word ordination, it sounds similar to another word. It sounds like coronation, doesn't it? Now, that's, of course, with, with robes and crowns and great excitement and pomp and well, <laughs> it sounds very good, but this isn't an or, a coordination, Nick, sorry. No coordination for you. Uh, it, it's not going to happen, but what is going to happen is an ordination. An ordination is the opportunity for a, a church to gather around somebody who has been called into ministry and to celebrate his gifts and to... Uh, have the word preached and have him come under the power of the word. And then to have prayers and, and, and the laying on of hands, which then sends the person out in the continued experience and service of ministry. And that's what we're doing today. We are doing this thing called an ordination. Now, now, some of you might be thinking, why are we doing an ordination? I mean, what's, what's this ordination thing all about anyway? Why, why do we need to ordain Pastor Nick? He's already been serving the Lord. Why should, we, why should we do this? What's the purpose of it? The, the purpose of it is for us to be able to officially pray for him in this significant way as a congregation. 
and celebrating his gifts. And we see that in the scriptures, in the passage that we're looking at today. There are hints here in this passage and in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verses 1 to 7, hints here of what it means to recognize somebody's gifts and to send that person into ministry. And I'd ask that you turn with me then to 2 Timothy chapter 1, verses 1 through 7. Now, as, as you turn to that and as I read it, would you please try to figure out what this passage has to say about somebody who is being sent off into ministry and what it specifically has to say to Pastor Nick. That's 2 Timothy chapter 1, verses 1 through 7. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God, according to the promise of life that is in Christ Jesus, to Timothy, my dear son, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. I thank God whom I serve as my forefathers did with a clear conscience as night and day I constantly remember you in my prayers. Recalling your tears, I, I long to see you so that I may be filled with joy. I have been reminded of your sincere faith which first lived in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice, and I am persuaded now lives in you also. For this reason, I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God did not give us a spirit of timidity, but a spirit of power, of love, and of self-discipline. This is only a slice of Paul's larger letter to Timothy as he encourages and recognizes his gifts for ministry. But, but what do you think, as you've heard this passage read, what do you think is what the, this passage has to say? What's it tell us about this recognition of somebody's gifts and the recognition of Pastor Nick's gifts? It says to us, our hands on you, Nick, recognize God's hands on you. That's what Paul saw in Timothy. He says here that he recognized God's hand on Timothy as he saw this faith that was part of his family. The faith that his, his grandmother had, his mother had, and then now was passed on to him. And Paul appreciated this, this uh, expression of family faith that was in Timothy. And he was sure of it, he says. It was in him. And, and he says that not only is he uh, confirmed of God's hand on him through his family, but he himself says, I see God in you. Even at the very beginning of the letter, you see, what does he say to Timothy? How does he address Timothy? He says, my dear son. He was a, a spiritual father to Timothy. He was a, a, a discipler of Timothy, of, of moving this young man into more and more of a mature life in Christ. He, he, he says that he prays for him constantly. 
because he loved him. He, he cared for him so very much, and he recognized that he had the kind of faith that uh, was, was different from the place in which he was serving in, in Ephesus. Ephesus was a, a tough place. He says he had sincere faith, opposite of what the folks with whom he was contending in Ephesus were living their lives. It was a difficult challenging pagan city and there Timothy was living out this faith as a faithful minister of the word he, he's he says too that I long to see you just like a, a father longs to see his children he says I long to see you it is this type of relationship that is one that Paul was certainly able to see the hand of God on Timothy. And he says that because he's seen the hand of God on Timothy, that he says that he had laid his hands on Timothy. It's a, um, a biblical practice, this laying hands on someone. And, and Paul is saying that he has laid his hands on Timothy. But what's that do? What, what's that mean? Well, in many ways, it's another way of saying that he is blessing Timothy. Oh, blessing. That really helps. Blessing such a churchy word, isn't it? Uh, blessing. Uh, somebody sneezes. Oh, bless you. But that's not exactly what we're talking about here. We're talking about a, a, a blessing. Now, I remember as a young Christian, I didn't come from a Christian home, and so I was invited to an older couple's home for dinner. And after the food was served, the husband said, uh, let's pray for the blessing. So we bowed our heads, and he prayed. And towards the end of his prayer, he said this, Lord, bless the hands that have prepared this food. Now, as a young Christian, I really didn't know what was going to happen. I thought maybe suddenly the wife's hands would start flopping on the table because I didn't really know what uh, blessing means. An Old Testament colleague of mine defines blessing this way. He says that blessing is a vertical verb. That is, we are in relationship with God. And because we are in relationship with God, we experience who God is, we experience his blessing. And because... We have this experience with God through Jesus Christ. We can horizontally reach out and touch those and help those whom we know and love to come to know this God and to be blessed by him. It's this type of, of blessing that when we gather in a while here, when the elders come up, we'll place our hands on Nick and bless him. Pray for him that he would be used by God to bless others too. Now, Nick might be saying at this point, now, I got to tell you, I don't deserve any of this. I don't deserve uh, God's kindness, God's blessing, God's care, God's grace. I don't deserve, I don't deserve his hand on me. I don't deserve your hand on me. No, you don't. <laughs> you don't. None of us does. 
None of us deserves God's hand. None of us deserves God grace, God's grace. It is God who is the one who, whose hand is extended to us and draws us to himself for salvation. It is God's hand that is placed on people to serve in the ministries of the church. No, it's, it's, it is this God who is the one who does this, not us. And it is something that we recognize that that is the case. It is this great God whom we recognize. But you know, you've seen it, haven't you? Those of you who are here, we, there's not one of us who could deny it, can we? Can deny that God has been working in Nick Gatsky's life, that his hand is on him. Just like Paul saw in the life of, of Timothy, he recognized God's hand on Timothy. And we recognize God's hand on Nick. I know for myself, this young, talented seminarian, I, I saw God's hand on him. I, I, I was able to celebrate with him in the uh, uh, passing of his uh, doctoral uh, degree examination. I was able to uh, look with pride as he uh, served his first church on Cape Cod. And now here today, I'm able to be here and celebrate with you all here at Old North what God has been doing in this young man's life. It is something that we can see. Something that his, his family could see. Something that the church in Osterville could see. Something that you as a church here at Old North can see. And what is that? Our hands on you, Nick, recognizes God's hand on you. But if... Our hands on Nick recognizes God's hand on him. What, what are we praying for? What, what do we pray for as we celebrate this setting apart, as we gather together as a congregation and uh, give thanks to God for, for Nick? It's this. We pray that you will fan into flame the gifts God has given you that you will fan into flame the gifts God has given you. This is what Paul wanted to take place in Timothy's life. He, he was wanting to encourage Timothy to do just that, to, to take the gifts that God has given to him, to be responsible for addressing and developing them, and continuing to see them grow and grow and grow. Paul uses that an image here. It's these embers. And, and as he says, he, he and the elders, the elders are mentioned that they've placed their hands on him in the, the fourth chapter of the first letter. They've placed on him. Paul's placed his hands on him. And, and, and he is to fan into flame the gifts God has given to him. It's an image of, a, of an ember and that as Timothy is fanning and then he puts some kindling on it and all of a sudden phew, it bursts into flame. And, and Paul could see in Timothy these gifts and some of these gifts of course have been flaming but others he wanted to see them continue to grow and grow. It might have been the case as mentioned later in this letter in the fourth chapter that that. Uh, 
Timothy had the gift of evangelism. He said, don't neglect the gift of evangelism. And it might be that, but whatever gifts or gifts that Timothy had, the idea here is that Timothy was to continue to cultivate them, to be responsible for making them move into even more use for God's glory. And that's what our prayer is for you, Nick. That, that you would, would fan into flame the gifts that God has given you. And, and as you do so, you see the increase in the development of these gifts. You know what your gifts are. We've recognized them. Uh, preaching, and teaching, and uh, leadership. Uh, you have great ability in relationships. There's so many different kinds of gifts God has given you. And our prayer is that you will continue to use them and build on them and grow them and make them even more substantial in the life that God has given you, in the ministry that God has given you. But one of the things that it underscores for us, it suggests for us, is that you are to take responsibility for these gifts. That you have a, um, a responsibility to see, to, to, to uh, develop them in ways that God would have you develop them. Uh, and, and as you think about that, as you do that, you want to make sure that you continue to, to fan them into flame. You've got all kinds of gifts. You, you've uh, been uh, uh, one who's got a master's degree and a, and a PhD. You've served a church and now you've served a second church. You've all the, you might be thinking, hey, I've got a pretty good flame going for me. In fact, I have a bonfire. And that's really all I need. Right? Wrong. If you think that way, you'll flame out. You'll burn out. But what God has done for you is to provide you with all these different opportunities. And they continue to move on. And therefore, the fanning never stops. And you fan into flame the gifts God has given you. And that's what we're praying. We're praying that you fan into flame the gifts God has given you. And so when you take a step back from this text and you look at it, you ask yourself, well, what is it saying? What's it getting at? What are we getting at here as we recognize this ordination, this setting apart of, of Nick Gasky as a pastor? As Paul mentions there in Ephesians that some are uh, in different offices, prophets, teach, one is a pastor. And this is Nick. What, what's this say? It says this, our hands on you, Nick, recognizes God's hand on you, praying that you fan into flame the gifts God has given you. That's our prayer. That, that, that's what we want. And we want you to be able to do it with all your might. That was a concern, too, for, for Paul, for Timothy. Because for Timothy... Timothy was in a uh, tough situation, tough spot, tough place, tough ministry in Ephesus. He faced all kinds of opposition. And, and in fact, Paul is aware that maybe he might be a bit tempted to uh, pull back on the flaming, on the fanning, to pull back on the ministry. 
But he says here, he says, uh, God did not give us, verse 7, a spirit of timidity. The, the word actually can be also translated cowardice. Uh, he's saying, don't be afraid of what you might face in the midst of ministry. Why? Because the Spirit has given uh, power. That word power is the same word that we get dynamite from. And so it's contrasting here. Don't run away. Blow it up with the power of the Spirit. You have the ability to do this. You have the power of the Spirit. Not only that, you have the love of the Spirit. The love to be able to engage and to work in that ministry, Timothy. He wanted to show Timothy that Timothy could do it because of what God is providing him with here by the Spirit, power, love. And then there's one more thing. He says self-discipline. This is the ability to, to, to put into action in a disciplined way what it means to carry out the ministry that God has called Timothy to do. And so he doesn't have to shrink, but he can move forward with confidence. That's what we are praying for you, Nick. That no matter what type of uh, challenges you face in ministry, you're going to be able to see that, <laughs> that this God who called you will equip you with his spirit, that power you need. Will equip you with the love that, that you need and the ability to, to move forward with self-control, with self-discipline, because he's working in and through you. In a, in a few moments, the elders are going to come forward and we're going to, to pray for, for Nick. And one of the features of what we're going to be doing is Nick is going to be covenanting with uh, you and with the Lord of uh, his ordination vows that he will be carrying out what uh, God has uh, called him to do and to be. And it is in this prayer that we place our hands on him. We want him to have the confidence that this is what God can do through him. Now the prayer that we're going to be praying, there's nothing magical about putting hands on Nick. Uh, but the prayer that we're praying is actually affirming what has already taken place. That God has called him and that God will use him to bless others with his hands. It is this uh, call that we join in. It is this ceremony, this setting aside that we share in as a congregation. Our hands on you, Nick, recognizes God's hand on you, praying that you will fan into flame the gifts God has given you. This laying hands on somebody is a, an old, long practice biblical tradition. You, you see it in the scriptures. You see Jacob as he, he placed his hands on his children and he blessed them and as he gave his life and inheritance to them. We see it today when we place hands on people and we pray for them if, if a person's ill or needs some encouragement and strength through the prayers. We trust God to do his work through us. There is this v v uh, vertical, 
horizontal work that takes place. And that's what we'll do in a few moments with Nick. Nick, we love you. And we affirm your gifts. We are grateful for God's call on your life. And we together celebrate this today. This is an incredible, delightful, wonderful opportunity for these folks as witnesses to affirm and confirm what God has done and it will continue to do in your life. Our hands on you, Nick, recognizes God's hand on you, praying that you fan into flame the gifts God has given you.